0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Housewives Archives, a podcast where we talk in great depth all things real housewives and a bit of Vanderpump rules. My name is James Evans, and I can't believe that Tom Zanderman had <laughs> my co host over <out laughs> when
1: Ariana's away. It's Ellie Nunn! <laughs> I love that the intro has stopped being clever at all. It's just Java quote. End quote.
0: End <laughs> quote. Nothing to do with anything.
1: That also because I'm so much less familiar with what we're talking about today, that took me so long to work out what on earth you were doing or saying.
0: I was also playing with a limited hand right now, yes, because I couldn't really go deep with any of the references. It was either that or like, these truly are the best days of our lives.
1: That I don't even <laughs> so know what I that know. one is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, okay, that's <laughs> It's the theme tune, babes. Oh. <laughs> Just raise your glasses high. This one's for you tonight. Oh, babe. Seeing
1: a bit of that Ladies Who Lunch style. The best style. theme
0: tune on all of Bravo.
1: I'm buzzing for today's episode because it's, it was so different to watch something that I knew nothing about. And also quite like fever dreamy to have Andy Cohen there and Lisa Vanderpump there. And then all these people I don't know. And it was so different to Real Housewives. And I did it in a weird way because I watched the reunion and then went back and watched Scandal the episode, which kind of filled mm-hmm. in some things. And I have so many thoughts and I have so many questions. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to chatting about it. This. First of all, how are you doing?
0: Yeah, I'm all right. I've got a bit of a poorly tummy. Um, oh, no. But nothing to worry about, you know, just a bit of a... I've <laughs> got the shits? I've got the runs. No, I don't have the runs. It's that spicy <laughs> seafood platter I had last night. <laughs> night before Christmas as well. <laughs> Oh, it gets you every time. I got the runs.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm chugging my pepto Bismol. I'm
1: not going to have the runs in church.
0: (laughs) How are you? How's your drainage?
1: Uh, That sounded very like you were talking about my back end and diarrhea. Um, (laughs) all flowing
0: on the topic yeah flowing great everything flowing Um, in the right direction as it should be you know
1: what I'm actually a little constipated it's very hot here and oh Oh, speaking of weather you obviously had the sort of June cloud oh
0: we did it was very apocalyptic yeah I'm not gonna lie were you okay I was fine I was at work I was in an office and I kept periodically looking outside and going oh it looks a little bit yellower than it did five minutes ago and it's like oh, okay, it looks quite sandy now. It's kind of an orangey colour now. And I'm in the middle of Midtown Manhattan. And so I just had the view of Macy's with this orange glow all around it. It did have a very end of the world Blade Runner-esque vibe to it. And I didn't check my weather app, but then if I were to at that moment in time, I would have seen that the air quality index would have been about 400 and I think I would have had a bit of a yeah, bit of a my heart would have started racing a little bit. And then I sorry, left. by the way, it's
1: not that I don't care about your near death experience. There was a there was a fly <laughs> yeah, on I my help? foot. It was <laughs> oh well.
0: sorry. Well, let's address the fly first. Let's get that. Out
1: oh, of the way. God, it's still there. It keeps <laughs> landing on my foot. It's horrible.
0: I nearly died, Ellie. Sorry, <laughs> I've been through the wars yeah it felt very old school i dug out because i've run out of regular disposable masks so i had to dig out my very first covid mask
1: wow it's
0: like some relic and i had to wear that out and about for a couple mm, of days musty um, we're a hardy bunch yeah. us new yorkers well, i'm glad mm. you're okay thank you i'm still here but he's here mm. there you go he's
1: still <laughs> have you ever seen um
0: an amazing
1: version of that song where <laughs> earth Kitt kit does it and at the end, she does this amazing laugh where she goes, Locals here. <laughs>
0: oh, yes. Of course she did. It's very good. Bloody love it. But yeah, anything else? I started a pottery course. I saw. What prompted this?
1: Midlife crisis.
0: Yeah. I think I might have to join you. I've been asked not once, not twice, but thrice this week by three different people what my hobbies are. And every time (laughs) it stopped me in my tracks, sort of going, I'm an epicure. What's that? Just go to restaurants and eat and (laughs) go to bars and drink.
1: You know what's funny? I saw my um, older brother for dinner the other night and he listens to the podcast don't. I can't get over this. And, well, I know because the first few times I thought he was doing it out of politeness. And every time I see him, it's so lovely that he talks to me about it as if it's famous. It's not that he's misunderstood. I don't think he thinks it is. But he just talks to me like it's a big deal in a way that is so lovely. So that's your hobby, James. Bringing joy. To the people.
0: I know, but when I'm at a barber's getting my hair cut and it's some bloke being like, so what do you do in your spare time? And (laughs)
1: You don't want to be another white guy with a podcast.
0: Real housewives, yeah. I started a podcast in lockdown about real housewives. Yeah. Because I'm in deep. He thinks I have a wife and I can't be bothered to correct him on that. So I I don't want to give the game away at this point. I'm leading a double life when I'm there. (laughs) But yeah, I need to get a hobby. It's always that and what music do you listen to where I realise I don't really listen to music either. And then I think, God, I'm a bit of a a sociopath.
1: You know what I think is slightly sociopathic about myself is how much I listen to instrumental spa music just on the daily. And every now and then someone will hear what I listen to because I'll be playing it on my phone in a dressing room Mm -hmm. or something. Mm -hmm. People are like, Ellie, you listen to this all the time. I'm like, Yeah, they're like, How do you not just like fall asleep?
0: Yeah, that sounds great.
1: What a weird thing to have I I think it's quite psychotic to that's <laughs> our music like, it is. I just love it
0: <laughs> hey in this crazy world we live in we need to take the chances we can to relax do you know what I like to do What that I've done on occasion whenever I leave a party or a gathering late at night I'll pop in my headphones and I'll go on YouTube and I'll search Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season finale music <laughs> you know the bit where they play all the cards as they're all like leaving whatever no, the, the season finale party is. I don't believe you that me. like music Ding 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 it's great i'm on the you subway just, like, looking out the window at the new york skyline i'm like mm.
1: imagine your <laughs> token card coming up being like james is still on the lookout for hobbies for now he's an epicure
0: james has a funny tummy james
1: has a poorly tummy
0: <laughs> his eye herpes came back <laughs> you're still yet to listen to music
1: oh, oh. that's joyous
0: anyway shall we get into Scandal?
1: okay without further ado the very yeah. first thing that must be addressed.
0: Yeah, I know. It's going to be good.
1: I feel like you know what I'm going to say and you're not going to like it. Mm. James, why does Tom Sandoval look a bit like you?
0: Oh, God. That wasn't what I thought you were <laughs> I'm... going to say. I'm sorry. Oh no, Ellie, talk about putting a target on my back. I'm so sorry, but you with a moustache... World's most hated man. I know. Because I have had the moustache recently. And there's been periods where my hair has been like that. But if
1: you were to put up a picture on the Instagram of you with the moustache when you were doing something like the rat trap yeah and the way you played that character as well was yeah very tom yeah. sandoval and i found he was reminding me of you a lot in character he was he was ve- very much like how you played the part not how you are but just the sulky and feeling sorry for himself that was very that character
0: yeah as i was watching that finale app and him coming clean in you know is a a general term, to Ariana about the affair, I was like, I kind of wish I saw this before I did the Rat Trap. It would have been real inspiration. Because it's a bit like Vicky finding out that her mother's died on camera. It's like, I've never seen a raw portrayal of an affair being addressed so recently. That's a very good idea, though. I may actually have to dress as Tom Sandoval for Halloween this year.
1: Great idea.
0: Could go either way, though. I could get pelted with Rotten tomatoes wherever I go. I'll just do it at home. I don't have friends. I'm not going to get invited anywhere anyway.
1: You could dress up as him dressed up as Raquel, if you wanted to be really oh God, niche. Oh yeah,
0: get really meta, yeah. So,
1: okay, what would you prefer? Would you like me to go through, shall I say everything that I-, I wrote down and then we can go through it?
0: Yeah, I just feel like we've gotten to a point in the zeitgeist of Scandival where Everything has been covered in such a forensic detailed way, probably much better than we're going to do on a plethora of podcasts in the New York Times and this, that and the other. So I think our value here is you just coming in hot with all your spicy takes and then I can just like bounce off of it.
1: What I'll do is I'm literally just going to read out the notes I have and then we can pick through the carcass.
0: Like a couple of vultures. And
1: also I'll kind of end with a sort of mission statement. Some of these, I don't remember what they are, so it won't make sense to me, but you might right. remember. <clears throat> how can there be someone called Lala and how am I expected to take that seriously? Why are they all terrible in terms of their history of cheating? Ariana's dress stresses me the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Who is this strange performative Englishman? Mm-hmm. Wait, he was engaged to Rachel. Is it Rachel or Raquel? But why is it all about Ariana if they were engaged? And then for some reason, I've written multiple, multiple in, in inverted commas. Yeah. I'm confused. Why, if they all slept together, I can't follow Lala. I can't follow Lala's life. I can't follow Lala's life, maybe. And mm. then for some reason, I ended just with wow, cool guy got a table.
0: Cool guy got a table. <laughs>
1: someone cool must guy. have
0: said that this is an oxymoron because there's no cool guy on vanderpump rules a loser guy
1: no someone must have said wow cool guy
0: got a table cool guy got a table
1: i imagine it was james
0: yeah what table where okay i don't know right. but well, it well, clearly was a line thought. i found
1: very funny so we'll let that and away. my my overarching mission statement after mm-hmm. all of that, would be... Because you said last week that what you'd be interested in was like an outsider's perspective without knowing these people and without all of that background is who comes out the kind of fit... Like, morally, where does it all sit? Mm-hmm. And as someone who's only watched the reunions mm-hmm. and the scandal episode, I understand that what they did was bad, mm-hmm. but I don't understand the level of reaction. Yeah. And it sort of feels to me... Obviously it's all for TV and reality TV, so they're also making it massive for that. But it also kind of feels like people who haven't experienced any massive life problems yeah. where I do think these things happen. I think what I find odd about it is that they've all that they've all like cheated in the past and with each mm-hmm. other. So I don't really understand where this moral high ground comes from. The level that they're all at, mm-hmm. it feels extreme in a way that maybe I'm missing? Quite an important bit of...
0: No, I think it's out of the mouths of babes. And I think with your childlike eyes with which you're viewing Vanderpump Rules some real wisdom is coming out here and I agree I think you know two things can be true first and foremost Raquel and Tom did a really shitty thing yes and should be held to account and that is kind of answering our question last time about what a reunion should be I think this is kind of a perfect example where we had a lot of lingering open questions that needed to be addressed But yeah, the way the cast spoke to them, and Raquel in particular, I think that's an important point, was excessively cruel. Yeah. I know we circled the drain before on many Bravo shows with this conversation, but I'm sorry it was bullying. I could understand it even being, not that I would condone it, I could understand them saying, you're a disgusting slut, but when it gets to a point of like, you are nothing, you are subhuman, no one likes you here... You are worthless. Go away. It gets to a point where it's like, okay, I think we can um, just maybe pump the brakes on that a little bit.
1: It was intense.
0: It was intense. And I have to keep reminding myself that this was filmed two, three weeks after Ariana found out. So who am I to say that if I were in that situation, I would perform with any more grace? I'm not expecting mm. her to give Tom and Raquel that. My hope is that, since they filmed and it's aired that ariana's further down her healing journey and Mm -hmm. that she can maybe take the edge off of it a little bit more in the way that she talks about it because it is surprising that for some context in a sea of you are absolutely right complete hypocrites with no moral compass whatsoever ariana's probably been the closest person to be on the right side of sociopathy like Ariane is the only person in the cast i think who votes
1: yeah and you and i get i got that and i definitely i it, it's not that i felt she was overreacting per se like i understand that that in pain and that hurt but it was more like the level as a collective yeah was like crazed, was manic to the point where my worry with these shows is that without any kind of aftercare, it's that frightening thing where it feels like you might sort of push someone to kill themselves or something. Like it really, it really felt like dark.
0: Yeah, when we ended the final part of the reunion, Michael and I turned to each other and we were like, I really hope that Raquel is okay, genuinely. And I'm really worried about her well-being in a way that I haven't really been since probably like Taylor back in the early days of Mm. Beverly Hills. And I sincerely hope she's getting the care that she deserves. And I think, first of all, a huge props to her for even turning up at the reunion because bigger housewives before her have not turned up to such an event. So I think production really owe her a huge thanks for even turning up because without her, it would have been a huge black hole. And I didn't really feel like she was treated with a lot of respect on set. And then just... It's hard because I don't want to armchair diagnose, but I think various things have happened in Raquel's life where she places a primacy on relationships specifically with men and she gleans her own identity and sense of self-worth through those relationships with men. And unfortunately, those relationships all tend to be problematic for various reasons, whether it be because they're supposedly off-limits in the case of Tom Sandoval, or she's just with someone who, quite frankly, was emotionally abusive, like James.
1: I just want to also talk, having not seen anything of that relationship, he's vile, that man.
0: Yeah, James and and Lala, actually, to that point, only... They're characters that only work when they're on the outs with the majority. When they're the underdog and they're trolling, you're rooting for them. But as soon as they're ingratiated into the majority and they're still using those tricks and they have the power of the majority behind them, it just comes off as completely irritating and obnoxious he's just the most self-indulgent
1: person I've ever seen they
0: both reacted exactly how I expected they would in this reunion you know as soon as Sandoval opens his mouth and he starts crying and immediately he goes into James interrupting him being like shut the fuck up mate fucking pussy come on fuck up and then like getting up and storming off to the bathroom every five minutes it's just so showy and childish in the worst kind of way in a way that actually detracts from the show and letting us hear what these key players have to say. They're such supporting characters who carried themselves with like a main character energy and I think to your point about the collective seeming so intense, that was part of the issue where I completely understand Ariana's blind rage at this point because she was the one who was affected. But then Mm. as we get further and further away from the blast zone and then we encounter these tertiary characters, like James, who does have like a bit of a connection to Raquel because he used to be engaged to her, and then Lala, who has no skin in the game, matching and sometimes exceeding Ariana's volume and vitriol, it just becomes so irritating. It was exhaustive. And if nothing else, it's stupid because it's going to make them look terrible, confounded by the fact that they're all massive hypocrites, as you say, like, I know there's varying scales of it, but Lala and James are both cheaters. So the hubris that they have to sit there and be so loudly, proudly smug and sanctimonious mm. is- It's just so funny. Only the cast of Vanderpump Rules could burn all their goodwill that quickly. This should have been such an easy win for them if they all just kept their mouths shut. They were ostensibly on the right side of history, but Lala and James just couldn't help themselves. It would be so much more effective to be Sheena sitting there like a goddamn golden angel the whole time and then when she's asked to give her two cents, she can like go and deliver this like teary-eyed monologue about how her daughter, who's like two, had a nervous <laughs> breakdown because she saw, she's like, why is mommy crying? And somehow managed to make the whole thing all about her. Is so fucking funny and so on brand for Sheena, but also she played it really, really well. It's that old, you know, the old adage, as Dorinda would say, of, you got to talk more and, no, wait, <laughs> listen what? more talk. But-
1: I was just being like, Say it.
0: Forget it. Write it. Read it. Regret, regret it. it. All of the above. Yeah. <laughs> so annoying. The amount of times I lost count. of The amount of times I yelled, "Lala, shut the fuck up!" at my television screen. She is just a hypocrite in the most egregious way. Again, that Brandy Glanville thing of like, you were on the outskirts. You've been treated horribly by these women. You've been slut shamed. And then, as soon as you then curry some favor amongst them, you become the muscle on behalf of the mean girls and then carry on the cycle of abuse to someone lower down the totem pole. Yeah. There's no integrity to your game. And she just came out with some really stupid things. She was trying to draw this comparison between Tom Sandoval and her ex, who, for some context, she had a baby with a sleazy Hollywood producer who produced shit B-movies. And to look at him, he looks exactly like that.
1: I think this is where I said I don't understand Lala's life. The things kept being referred to. I, I was like, well, what? I. It was very... She- confusing
0: yeah she basically spent years she was almost like a kim zolciak where she came on and she'd talk about my man does this and my man gives me private jets my man's giving me the mercedes benz to drive today and you never see my man he's not even named until a few seasons down the road and it's just like a lot of weird talk about how she got a part in his film by giving him a blow job or they'll go to bars in disguise and she'll pretend that she's some struggling actress and she'll have sex with him for a part in a movie and it's like even watching it in real time you kind of go, this guy's going to get me-tooed. Yeah, he did <laughs> yeah. Get me Too'd. fucking hell. And it's like, what do you expect? And Lala's also sober now, and she goes about it in, as you would expect, the most annoying, holier-than-thou way in which she hasn't actually changed at all. She just now has this new moral card in her back pocket to just whip out in arguments, which makes me think that the drinking wasn't really the problem, and actually it's just her personality, which mm. sucks. She, she really compartmentalizes all her past transgressions is, like, somehow now beyond reproach because she was drinking, which, as we discussed with the Kim Richards episode, isn't really how it works. So when Raquel points out these instances of glaring hypocrisy, she can just use her drinking as a get-out-of-jail-free card, and it doesn't really work like that. I mean, I know Lala, like, never fucked her best friend's man, but still.
1: No, but it's a bit Luanne getting sober and suddenly getting very judgy of, like, Sonia right. and... and- um it never sits well coming from that person because it suddenly comes as you say across as like sanctimonious or there being a smugness of like well I'm through that so now I can I think the thing that we hate as humans is to feel pitied yeah and there's a slight sense that rather than appearing empathetic which is probably where it comes from with someone like maybe Luanne did have a part of her being like it's hard to see someone in struggling with alcohol when I know that I have as well but it reads Mm -hmm. as like condescending and pitying
0: there's also something very opportunistic about the whole thing where they're not on that side of the room because they love and support Ariana it's just they hate Raquel and it's that thing of like finally yes I have a a reason to legitimize what was previously my Mm. irrational hatred of this woman and that very annoying thing we didn't really see it as much with Katie because she sort of had the good sense to keep Stum for most of the time but Katie and Lala for the whole season pretty much bullied Raquel in a way that was just very mean girly and it's so strange to think had Scandaval not happened there would be this bizarre alternate universe in which this was Raquel's hero edit she would have had an amazing season and Katie and Lala would have been dragged online for being bullies see I'd have had that, no and, idea about that and the frustration that they're so smug now and they can go I knew it all along I was right I I had your number and no one believed me and it's like yes you're technically right but you were right for all the wrong reasons you didn't genuinely think she was going to be a wrecker. you just saw this pretty doe-eyed girl come along yeah. and just didn't like it
1: it wasn't a good look on any of them but i, I mean it's not like anyone came out particularly well tom sandoval came out horrendously i kind of pitied him and then when he said the comment about like she kept her t-shirt on it was really sexy you're just mm-hmm. like oh
0: you're a douche that's why it's so annoying that Lala and James kept talking the whole time. Because it was like, demonstrably, if you just shut up for five seconds and let Tom speak, like, he's going to dig his own grave.
1: Exactly. No, oh, totally. And it was the same when I then went back and watched the Scandal episode. I was like, he does it for himself. And weirdly, they made me feel sorry for him. Mm-hmm. Where, like you say, if I just heard them speak, and when it was Tom and that, I didn't like them particularly. It didn't, like... I don't really get Raquel's whole thing of going for Schwartz afterwards, and st- like none of it's great. Yeah. None of it's it reads as someone who can't sort of stand up by themselves very well. Kind of has to. I to, I, to, I, 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 think, I, I feel yeah. sorry for her, and I definitely think that she, in a really unfortunate way, her face reads as slightly smug or self satisfied <laughs> in yeah. terms of like. It's quite annoying, you know, when people's nervousness makes them come across as very, especially like that very last bit you're talking about, just before she gets upset, she looks weirdly very smug and Mm -hmm. it's like an odd trait that I do understand how that must be very annoying.
0: I don't know, there was like a lot of talk, even Andy Cohen said that he thought that she seemed medicated or disengaged in some way. And there's like a lot of talk online, as you might imagine, that like, Raquel's a sociopath, she didn't shed one tear. And I'm like, I don't think that means that she was unemotional. I think to look at her, she was showing emotion in a very bodily way and was having to sort of correct her breathing. And I think she... Yeah, as almost like a survival technique, went into a bit of a fugue state, and however that comes across. Yeah, yeah, no,
1: I, but I, I think agree. Internally,
0: there's a lot going on there, and I think her pageant background and the training that she had to go through that's given her this slightly robotic affectation affects her mannerisms to this day, mm. and I think she is. It's kind of a woman who's used to being controlled and groomed and like her dad sort of keeps a a close eye on her. She was in this relationship with James. It feels like she's never really made a decision on her own and she doesn't know how to do it to the point where it feels like she's left a cult for the first time that was very oppressive and conservative to women. And she's now overcorrected the other way. And it's like, okay, sure, really happy for you, but now let's find a happy medium. But I also do think in many ways... Considering that she's always painted as this dumb bimbo, she's in many ways, I think, the smartest person on the cast. Or she at least has a good amount of common sense to just sit there and take it on the chin.
1: Yeah. I th- No, you know? I-, I agree. And in a way, that's what was so pitiable about it was that someone perhaps more TV savvy, but not necessarily life smart, might have gone in and... Shouted back, or engaged in the drama, or made it more conflict-heavy, and made it about we're in love and da, 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 whatever. You're right. I think that there was a kind of grace in going in and just taking it and copping to it, which, like you said, I, I, as a complete outsider, made me feel a bit sorry for her. Yeah. Do you? But do you think they're in love? Because then when I'd watched the two of them together, I was like, I don't buy that these two people are like desperately in love.
0: Well, I think when Andy asked Tom that question and there was this painfully long silence, I thought it was painfully long because Tom was about to say, no, I don't. Yeah, same. And it was going to be awkward because it was like, what was it all for? Same. So the fact that he said yes, even then I was like, I don't don't, believe you. I I don't
1: think, yeah. I believe from the very little I know, the long term relationship were they saying they've been together for nine years yeah how long has the show been going on
0: this is the 10th season
1: crazy um Mm. I can't I couldn't believe he was 40 either
0: yeah, that's another thing. So I look like Tom Sandoval, do I? Mm. No, <laughs> mm.
1: no, you don't. But I did also just say I can't believe he was forty. Like in my head, they're all super young, and the part yeah. of me was like, how depressing that this is like a show with like forty-year-old men. It's like a bit sad.
0: That's what I look because I think the reason why I put off watching Vanderpump Rules for so many years was I don't want to watch a load of people in their early twenties being people in their early twenties. Right. Like, that's why I've never friends watched I can it. Watch. But then as soon as I started watching it, and I was like, oh shit, they're all in their thirties and they're the most deplorable human beings whose frontal lobes still haven't fully formed behaving in the most reckless, self-sabotaging way. It made it so much better. I was like, oh no, these are just generally dreadful people. And the whole theme tune of like, these are the best days of our lives. I was like, oh no, it's not aspirational. It's like, you are already past your prime. Yeah, yeah, right. You're such fuck-ups.
1: But but has he been a fuck-up before? I think that's, what's weird is that he reads from this as like, I th- I think part of the reason why maybe for me watching it as a reunion or whatever on its own you kind of think but you're all cheating and it, f-. it reads like he's been in a relationship for a year and a half or whatever mm-hmm. or two years and it's come out of the honeymoon period and suddenly it's like the spark is gone and then you find it with someone else and you have that thing of going yeah, we love each other, but you're like, hey, oh, you don't, you fancy each other and you just forgot what it's like to fancy someone. What, Yeah, the dynamic that's so interesting to me, having not watched any of it, is the fact that they've been together for so long. Because- you're not with someone for nine years without going through massive ups and downs and spates of losing stuff together and then finding stuff together. So it's not like that's going to have been the first time that Mm -hmm. he was unsure about the relationship. That's just how relationships work. So it's confusing because I'm like, either have you cheated before or Mm -hmm. were you really that loyal a partner and you were with someone for nine years, which is an, an amazing amount of time to be with someone. And in which case... It is a massive deal, and it's weird that he and Raquel are quite casual about it in terms of going, no, we just slept together once, but now we're in love. Where, I guess my question to you is, like, is he a good guy normally? Is he, I don't...
0: Yeah, I think this is what makes Scandival really intriguing. It's not only been a betrayal to Ariana, but it feels like a betrayal to us, the viewer, because Tom Sandoval has always been positioned by the show as the the male who has the best morals in some way that's by the very very low bar that men hold on the show and he's not been perfect basically there was a bit of a gray area where he and ariana started their relationship while he was already in a relationship with Kristen, and it's never been very clear what the extent of it was and whether there was an affair or if there was a bit of overlap Mm -hmm. and then quite early on in his relationship with ariana there was this miami girl and Kristen, like an amazing fatal attraction woman scorned she flew this girl out from miami who alleged that she had sex with tom while he was in a relationship with ariana and brought him to sir while he was at work to confront him and he and ariana always denied it and it was sort of just written in history that that was the case and that was something that Kristen was lying about and she was just this crazy ex-girlfriend of course This being the story of women, she's now been (laughs) being and she was telling the truth all along and it turns out that he did indeed cheat on Ariana and then cheated on her with one other person that so far has remained unnamed. So basically, yes, even though there's been like a bit of a cloud over him, it completely pales in comparison to every other man on the show. Yeah, but see now that's interesting
1: because I would proffer a slight sweeping statement about relationships, about long-term relationships, but... My experience in life and from the people around me and watching people is relationships are hard work, obviously, because to spend that amount of time with another person changing in the way that we inevitably all change in life based entirely on like companionship and teamwork and things like that inevitably goes through huge ebbs and flows with the different circumstances that happen in our life. And with that, whilst you might grow an extraordinary sense of intimacy and closeness, inevitably mm-hmm. comes with a relinquishing of sexual excitement or sort of thrill or whatever. You know, I'm not saying anything groundbreaking there. But I think the people I have seen maintain, and, and I am gonna make a, a generalization, but in my experience, the men I have seen in my life maintain very long-term relationships with an ease that feels unusual Mm
0: -hmm.
1: have engaged on some level with some sort of affirmation on the side to varying degrees in a way that assures them that they are still attractive and feeds the part of them that otherwise I think can feel very lost in a a long-term relationship, particularly if they up until this point have been the ones being chased because biologically up until you know about 40 women who want to have children are in need of something from men Mm -hmm. and therefore often uh, again I'm obviously making huge generalizations but a pattern that we often see is that women will kind of compromise for men or change something in order to to have the relationship when that feels like it goes I feel like a lot of men and and the really sad truth is I think a lot of of men tell themselves that it's okay as well to Mm -hmm. have forms of validation on the side that if anything reassure them, they go back being like, no, I am happy in my relationship, but it's terrible, but it just doesn't surprise me at all. To have three succinct, like one at the beginning, one in the middle, and one at the end yeah. moments of being, oh, I slipped up, cool, but I am still attractive. And that makes me love Ariane even more because you're yeah. so amazing and great. But I've I've had that top up of that feeling where yeah. I think, you know, the real test of a relationship and, and it's extraordinary, the people who go through this together and it's what's so amazing about that kind of companionship is to go through it without that
0: reassurance
1: Mm -hmm. from the outside, without that validation from the outside. Mm -hmm. You know, that is the heart. Otherwise relationships wouldn't be that hard.
0: Yeah, it is. When you put it like that, it's kind of crazy that none of us saw this affair coming sooner. You know
1: what I mean? That it's like, if those things, if that hadn't happened, then it is so mad that they'd had an affair because that would suggest that it's someone who really has put the work in to like get through. Eight years without that need for affirmation, in which case you wouldn't believe that they would have an affair unless it was proper full blown. I'm completely in love with this person or I want to be on my own.
0: Yeah, I think, Tom, this is probably a very controversial thing to say right now. In the aftermath of Scandival but I still maintain that Tom Sandoval probably has the best moral code out of the men on Vanderpump Rules which is not saying a lot however he is a bit of a dweeb who I think has a very high self-image we've been treated to countless vignettes over the years of him playing his trumpet very badly and putting on cringy music shows and dressing like he's walking down Rodeo Drive and he just kind of looks a bit lame and basic I think he's a bit of a narcissist and now maybe going into his 40s he wants a bit of affirmation and then here we also have Raquel who probably has like the lowest self-esteem of any woman on the show which is also probably saying a lot who's also looking for another kind of affirmation and it's like they are yin and yang they are built to affirm each other's neuroses in the most chaotic way so and you know what
1: one of the things that really annoyed me on that reunion was when uh, and I think potentially in the Scandal episode as well was when Tom would refer to how Ariana put him down in their relationship and would be like, no, don't wear that. And it mm-hmm. would cut to a clip of her in a totally right. undismissive way being like, mm, mm-hmm. oh, I like that one or whatever. Like they had no evidence of her to to, <laughs> to um, put up of her being sort of dismissive. Yeah. Which suggests that it was the lack of positive reinforcement that he was missing rather than actively being put down.
0: I think not even lack of positive enforcement, but like actively over embellishment. over,
1: exactly, that's what I mean. And so her giving a normal level of that was read as dismissive and mm-hmm. you put me down and you made me feel this mm-hmm. big and it's like I think you just feel that big.
0: It is also fascinating rewatching the second season reunion which is where he just gets together with Ariana and he's talking about how they met and the genesis of their relationship. It's like beat for beat word for word really? how he describes hooking up with Raquel it being like it was like electric and I've never I haven't felt something like this for years just like all those cliches you hear which is my Maddening to hear, because just as you said, of course, the thrill of a new illicit relationship is not going to compare to the deep, steady love that you have with a partner for several years. And he also really commits to the cliche in a way that makes me think that he doesn't realise how unoriginal he's coming across. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC.
1: I tell you what is maddening that I've sort of only just thought about. You know, affairs happen, relationships end. It's awful, but I also think it's a reality that I certainly hold that, you know, the idea of having one person your entire life is not impossible by any means, but is a very difficult bar to set for yourself where I think if we all Mm -hmm. believed that you might have two or three people across your life who are relationships that will be extremely important to you and form who you are, and there's no failure to that not working out, it's not because you didn't find the one, it's just that was the person for that period of your life. I certainly don't regret any of my past relationships. However... The exception to that is, I think that you are in a a particularly, if you're a woman who wants to have children, there is a sort of 10 year period in which if your time in a relationship comes to an end and feels that it was wasted, Mm -hmm. I don't think you're able to go, well, you know, that was that chunk in my life. And I'm grateful for that. And now I'm going to move on. I think the fury that must be there of if you had no intention of committing to this together through this period in our life mm-hmm. which we're going to try and have children together or whatever then you've robbed me of time that I could have had with someone else or yeah. finding someone else and I I do think I hadn't really thought about that that that's uh I think that it's particularly abhorrent to like fuck around with someone who's in that period mm-hmm. of their Which which
0: is interesting because their relationship has always been portrayed as the steady rock of the show Mm. in a show where everyone else is cheating and fucking and slurping each other. (laughs) But one thing that has always been like a mild source of butting heads is that Tom really wants to get married and have kids and Ariana doesn't want to get married and she's not that fussed about having kids. And I don't know, maybe there's some subconscious, her subconsciously maybe knowing that this isn't the guy for her. And that she absolutely will change her tune. But that's just like another interesting element to it. And I think it was really powerful, actually, when Lisa Vanderpump said to her, like, I think it's wonderful that you froze your eggs, darling, and you never know when you'll change your mind. Mm. Apart from that, Lisa Vanderpump was pretty much a non-event, which I don't know if you found it interesting to suddenly see this. It was
1: so weird. It was very non-event. And I also really hated the cuffs on the sleeves of the dress. I just thought it looked so cheap and awful
0: wasn't the most flattering look we've seen on our lisa but just the way that she doesn't seem to command any respect from these people anymore where
1: no kind
0: of this fossil on a show that doesn't even take place in her restaurant anymore
1: No, I enjoyed watching her in the Scandival episode being the person Ariana went to and the the person Tom went to. I found those Mm -hmm. scenes interesting, but she could have not been on the reunion and I wouldn't have noticed. I didn't make a single one of my bullet points. It
0: almost felt like she hadn't watched some of the season when she was like processing in real time that Tom dressed up as his mistress for Halloween. Yeah. And she was like, what? (laughs) No. There were so many jaw-dropping moments that... As soon as I do start to feel bad for Tom and Raquel, I then remember them. So that scene where Raquel's talking to Ariana about her relationship with Tom and the lack of sex that they have in their relationship is wild and i think that is what makes raquel a bit of an enigma is that she seems to be both incredibly cunning and incredibly naive at the same time
1: well because i read that again i don't have any of the context but it read like someone trying to suss out whether they're unhappy in the relationship and therefore might break up and also that would make her feel less bad Mm -hmm. which i'm going to be honest looks cunning and slightly psychopathic on a tv show with the hindsight of the fact that they got caught. Mm-hmm. But I guess with that naivety you're talking about, if you're someone who's having an affair and has fallen in love and is hoping you're going to be with that person, and for some reason you're not thinking through the fact that you're on a TV show, and you don't know you're going to be caught, so you don't know that they might not just break up and then you will be together. Yeah, I actually think it's quite a human thing to do. And I think it's very easy to judge that watching it, as so fucked up. Yeah. But I actually know people who've been in that position and have met the partner of the person that they have cheated with or whatever. And there's like a limited... there's Weird interactions happen where... I'm not condoning it. I'm just saying... I think it comes across as more Machiavellian than it was by the nature of it being on a TV show.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. Because obviously it's an iffy situation in the first place if you're fucking your best friend's man. But obviously if you are going to be in that situation, you're going to go, I'm going to suss out what the situation is in their relationship. Because all I'm getting is his perspective where he's just saying that their relationship's non-existent and they're going to break up soon. But I kind of want to hear it from the horse's mouth.
1: Also, I don't know if anyone's going to want to hear this. And again, this does this morally don't condone it, absolutely feel for Ariana. But I think it's also easy to forget when you're just watching something like this, that hormones, when you really fancy someone or you think you're in love with someone or you're whatever, make you Mm -hmm. do crazy shit. Yeah, And that when you... Think, I mean, if we think about how we've all behaved, when you, when you really fancy Completely. someone, whether that's when you go a bit mad because they pull away from you and your body acts as if it's having an actual drug withdrawal, mm-hmm. or if you really want someone and you honestly feel like you would walk over anyone to get to them, whatever. Yeah. Like, feelings make people do mad stuff and, of course... When that is filmed and played back to you, it, it must just be that thing of going, I don't know who that is. And I must just mm-hmm. be mortifying because it is, I was going to say unforgivable, but I, 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 I don't know if I think that's too strong. But of course, it's horrendous behavior and selfish and... I actually think selfish was the best word. And when they kept saying no, selfish doesn't cover it. I was like, it does. It's completely selfish. Because when people fall into affairs, it's all about being selfish. That is categorically what it is.
0: I really disagreed with Ariana saying it's subhuman. It's not human. It's like, it's actually a very human experience. It's completely human. It's not ethical. It's but the it wo- is It's human.
1: like, exactly. And so that's where I stand with it is categorically don't condone it. Mm-hmm. I think you can take a moral judgment on it, but I agree. I don't think you can take like a judgment as a human because like, I think it's fully human.
0: There's been a reaction online that feels, I'm sure you can imagine, very emotionally charged that implies to me that this is really tapped into people's universal experience. We've all been cheated on or we've all been the cheater or whatever. And that's another way in which scandal has really captured the nation. And that coupled with this tendency to form parasocial relationships with the cast and hyper-invest yes, in their yeah. lives and think of them as friends. Again, it's just a recipe for disaster. And suddenly there's this bombshell double effect where we're processing the betrayal with Ariana. We're led to believe they were couple goals and that Sando- Sandoval was the best guy on the show. And it's an outlet also to relive our own trauma. Hmm. And honestly like a parallel point i'm not one to condemn ariana for like striking while the iron is hot and getting all of these endorsement deals while she can i think she'd be stupid not to but it does highlight that this is also a very unique situation that nobody's experienced before where this is a relationship that played out exclusively on television pretty much from the start to the finish and as a result there are a lot of weird complex moving parts going on that make it very different to just Oh my God, this was me when my boyfriend cheated on me. Yes. I know that Ariana was very quick to shout down Tom Schwartz for saying that it's humiliating that this played out on TV, but like, I'm sorry, it is humiliating. I know we want to believe that, you know, Ariana's having her hot girl summer and she doesn't care, but like, it's humiliating in a way that I think none of us can really comprehend and I don't know if I Well also solid the thing we were about.
1: saying about earlier about like it feels uncomfortably close to the kind of thing where it could push someone to hurt themselves it's very easy I think for everyone to forget you're so right about the parasocial relationships thing is within all that emotion that these people we're not following just a story that these people are experiencing not just the trauma of the situation which a lot of us have been in or understand but they're having to carry the trauma of like you say like the nation's reaction to it in a way that And don't get me wrong, I'm sure that we all secretly have hoped when someone's hurt us in the past that they would have to be, like, publicly humiliated for it or whatever. But actually think about the weight of Tom Sandoval. No matter how much you hate him, no matter how much you think what he did is appalling, he's not just having to carry his friendship group and and the hurt of the person or whatever. When you're literally the most hated man in America right now or whatever, no matter how much you think he deserves that for, like, morally doing something wrong, when you think about, like, the weight of that as a human, that's a lot to carry.
0: And even and especially actually Ariana, who on the surface of it has the easiest job as the wronged woman with all the public support. But my God, the pressure of carrying the experience of every other wronged woman in America on your fucking back and maintaining that momentum and that goodwill and not fucking it up is immense because Sandoval and... Raquel have it easy they're just despised and anything apart from that is only going to be a positive but for Ariana to go through this seismic betrayal on television the humiliation the lack of privacy this rapid influx of endorsement deals and suddenly feeling like the most important person on the planet but it's all kind of out of pity and is that going to be your legacy but you've got to take advantage of it because you'd be silly not to but then everyone's going to get sick of you and the contrarians come in with their hot takes and what dress is she going to wear at the reunion because she needs to look hot but she also needs to be emotional but not too angry because... Because then all of a sudden, people are going to go, oh, that was a bit harsh. I kind of feel sorry for Tom and Raquel now. And ah! Totally.
1: It's just a lot. I just, I worry about all of them. Yeah. I think the parasocial relationships thing is such a fascinating thing generally. I, I would love just to like chat about that more, maybe one episode mm. generally, because I think it's so, it's so fascinating. And I wonder how it will be impacted by AI and the way we're moving forward. This thing of people feeling connected To people they don't know through engagement and through different ways in which you're now able to connect but the danger of that meaning people feel personally affronted or affected or excited or whatever like feel emotions beyond there's like the boundary is very different
0: as in it's further there's more scope or less
1: yeah I just mean in terms of instead of the boundary being like an otherness to the person everything's made to feel yeah. like they're sort of right there and yeah. your friend or your that you're sort of personally connected right. to them in a way that means that there's so much more emotion in that engagement and that's
0: completely quite frightening we've spoken about this on the show the danger in picking one housewife and going I like you and your morals generally seem to align with mine and then sort of following their take on whatever the topic is Mm. can be quite a dangerous thing because inevitably if you take these very flawed people that's Mm. like the prerequisite to be on these shows and if you stick them on TV long enough they're inevitably going to fuck up or they're going to take a stance that goes against the grain of how you feel
1: well and I kind of think this about people relationship to influences or whatever that you can't pick one human and place all of your hopes and and love and adoration in the same way we wouldn't expect to do that of a relationship like you have to have Mm. room for people to be human and it's just too Mm. much expectation especially when you add in like you say about ariana and tom that they were putting out an image of this couple goals perfection thing so it's like you certainly the risk is that you're ha- you're building a parasocial relationship with something that's not real, yeah. so the fall is so much greater.
0: And why why does it feel so? I don't know maybe we've always been grappling with this issue when we've been watching the Real Housewives, but it feels something that is so pertinent to today and kind of an extension of that conversation we had a couple of weeks ago, where there seems to be a real need these days where people watch these shows and they go, if you are behaving a certain way because I'm that connected to you, you're almost like an extension of me and you're doing something bad, that then taints me as an individual that taints my soul and i can't do that it's like people really struggle to be able to cut it off a lack of flexibility as well yeah create a distance
1: it's weird maybe it's just a want for control in a very a world where we feel very out of control at the moment and yeah i think you said this about people sort of demanding people be cut from shows and things like that perhaps coming from such a, a sense of unease or desperation in the world that we need to feel like we have some sort of yeah say in something or handle on something and yeah and in some ways i think that's the whole relationships with influences and things like that is people want to feel like it's aspirational and that they're being inspired by someone and mm-hmm. which is great but the sad truth of humanity is the more you get to know someone and mm-hmm. the more you understand of them probably the less inspired would will be because we're all just humans
0: yeah I guess it's just the double disappointment of wow you really are fallible and human like yeah. the rest of us the thing I was aspiring to was a lie but also this was all sold to me as being real yeah I thought it was your reality which as we've discussed many a time before can become a very slippery malleable thing when it comes to making a good show yeah do you want to talk about Raquel's confessional <laughs> Her confession. Yes. Kind of suffered from a lot of buzz because there was a lot of, you have to wait until the last five minutes for this bombshell. And there was all this stuff online about how the cast haven't signed up yet for the season because if they see what happens in the last five minutes, it will change everything. And then we sort of see it play out and it's like, "Mm, I don't think so. I think she was just saying that they had a lot more sex than just that one time. Yeah, I feel
1: like wasn't she just confirming? Yeah,
0: the the fact that they had sex in Mexico is... Pretty wild to me. Means nothing to me. Well, it was Sheena's wedding and it was Uh like the big group trip. So there were cameras there and Ariana was there. They were all in a hotel together. So the fact that she was able to get away with that Is kind of
1: insane. That is something
0: of note. I think it is less the individual parts of the confession and more the entire whole. Where it did feel like a confession in its truest, most religious Mm. sense, where she's kind of come into the room, this Jezebel, wanton mistress, and then emerge this martyr through this one of. I'm sorry, one of the most harrowing monologues I think I've ever seen on television. It was this. This moment of absolution in which she sort of like lifted up this veil of deceit and she suddenly became the most sympathetic figure in the whole saga in a way that she managed to make Tom Sandoval look worse in five minutes than I thought Lala did in three hours.
1: How? Remind me. (laughs) Maybe I wasn't watching the confessional properly.
0: So it was, you know, when she was doing her interview. So it was like six days after the reunion. She was basically saying, I've been coached to say a certain thing, which is what a story I delivered at the reunion. But there's more to it. And Tom doesn't want me to say this. And Tom doesn't want me to say that. Kind of stuff where it's like, why? I don't think it's that bad if... You said that at the reunion. But Mm. I think it's the fact that she was pretty much saying that Tom had coached me to tell a certain story. Mm. It just paints the picture that Tom Sandoval was more manipulative than we led to... Are they together? there's a lot of to and fro. I think it's hard to sort of gauge it. So apparently she went to this wellness clinic and she'd ended things with him, but then she was sending handwritten notes to Tom's house and Tom was spotted on a plane and he was, someone saw on his phone that he was talking to Raquel. So I think okay. they just can't quite <clears throat> quit each other. Yeah. I think everyone was hoping that this big bombshell would be like, Raquel's pregnant, which my God would be incredible. Right. But I think there was this weird do si they were doing where in terms of a PR stress. I think it would be good to say that they are still together because if you're going to do this the best thing is to be like Make it's it work. horrible yeah. I feel so guilty but we are soulmates and at least it was worth it Yeah, and over time people will come around to it so there's a bit of a wishy-washiness to it which is the worst which is the worst yeah but the effect does seem to be that this is not a pairing of equals that this is some guy who's like 15 years older than this woman who is kind of taking advantage like the whole thing when they went to when they had the break and then tom went to her little wagon that she had to sit in like 300 feet away from sheena (laughs) (laughs) yeah because sheena (laughs) punched her in the face um And then they sort of had like this very rote slightly awkward conversation between two people where there seems to be no sexual chemistry whatsoever. whatsoever. And then all of a sudden he's like, but seriously, can we have a proper conversation where the cameras are down where you're like, right, first of all, I'm, I'm all about workers' rights. And I do wonder, do they have a union, these reality show people? Because it is <laughs> insane that the cameras are always on them even when they're having their lunch. That would bother me. But then what Raquel said afterwards in this confession did seem to sort of confirm mm. this idea that he just wanted to check in with her and go like, okay, so this is what we're going to say and like, Sure. say that we shagged in Mexico because it looks really bad. I don't know. And it was just, I found it fascinating that the very last sound that we heard in this entire season was the sound of the her crying. exhaling. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like,
1: <gasps> yes, no, that was a lot.
0: Artistically it's working on so many levels, it's like, is it a cry? It could sound like an orgasm or something. Oh my god. I suppose that the two are. But just that like guttural bodily moment of catharsis from Raquel is the weight of everything has caught up to her. It almost felt like a direct parallel to the audience. Like I was breathless that whole time. I think I held my breath that entire monologue, and when she breathed, so did I. <laughs> Raquel and I are one.
1: I feel like people have a very similar experience when listening to our podcast.
0: Oh, I'm sure. With bated breath. Yeah. <laughs> they, they just cannot believe what they're hearing.
1: Well, I really enjoyed dipping my toe into Vanderpump Rules.
0: Yeah. Thank you for joining me temporarily. You know, you was not to to the bit. It was fun. It
1: was like, it was quite fun to dip into like a massive scandal on a very yeah. sort of short term and also it was nice because oc's really dull at
0: the moment are you gonna keep watching it i would kind of recommend it i kind of love how crap it i gets. am i
1: just watched emily dancing in vegas and honestly having been in various <laughs> movement calls where i've like screwed up in the moment that you have to perform it was bringing me out in sweats it was the most Ugh. awkward oh. and oh, in fact her whole relationship with shane just like, gives me hives like it's like my worst nightmare
0: that's what i love about orange county they just have this parade of short-lived flops where oh you sort god of, you really have to bend over backwards to find the humor in them but once you get there it's a real sweet spot
1: yeah kelly sure just um there, really. hit shannon on the head with the mallet when she had the bowl on her head um <laughs>
0: And then Tamara does that classic Tamara thing of like, I don't want to scare you, but my ex-husband, you <laughs> like... I don't want to scare like, you, famous, famous
1: hypochondriac, Shannon Bedore. Yeah, like- yeah, right.
0: <laughs> so fucking good. Fucking Tamara, my God.
1: And obviously we've got the end of the New Jersey reunion as well, which mm-hmm. uh, my... Social media continues to be stacked up with, although it is balancing out with the sort of Melissa v. Teresa content. I'm like, I never know which one I'm going to get. It's always different rumors.
0: I think Jersey Housewives are maybe worse than Beverly Hills Housewife fans in terms of just the insane vitriol that you find on social media, That's where a lot. everything is just so tribal and black and white. Yeah. It's really fascinating.
1: It's so fascinating. And it always reminds me of that viral photo of the dress where everyone was like is it white and gold or is it blue and black and And what was so thrilling to me was the time when I managed to look. So I always saw the dress as white and gold. And I, like everyone, I had the thing where I was like, I don't understand how you could see it another way. But if you actually look at it for long enough, if you manage to like adjust your eyes, suddenly you see it the other way. Mm -hmm. And it's the most thrilling thing to suddenly be like, oh my God, it's blue. I see it being blue and black. And I think we must remind ourselves of that and carry that when we watch these shows that it's like, there's always another way of looking at it. And I leave it on that.
0: Beautifully put.
1: Thank you. So, what
0: should we talk about next time? New Joysy? Joysy girls are hot. the soul hot. Those hot Joysy girls are so hot. I just saw
1: a one time guest on the podcast, Preston Nyman. I'll never forget that episode the fact that Macy forgot her headphones and you had to edit the whole thing around her sound. It was the
0: two of them. It was the worst. I, uh, honestly, that is the worst we've ever done. And there yeah. are plenty on this show.
1: There have been some bad ones, but that was <laughs> painful um but he's on season three of new jersey and i almost felt emotional being like you just got to watch season two danielle and danny and
0: what did he have to say did he get danielle
1: you, you know what it was it was as we were saying goodbye so i didn't get oh, we're, we're gonna okay, we're right. gonna have a whole yeah. other meetup just to talk about new
0: jersey okay
1: um Phew. right take us out Take us to
0: church. Oh, God, I don't have the outro again. Uh, Make it up. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Housewives Archives special Vanderpump Rules Scandal edition. If you enjoyed what you heard this week, then give us a follow, write us a review on Apple Podcasts if you listen there. It is so incredibly helpful, but one thing that's even more helpful is telling your friends about the show. Word of mouth is so important to a little old podcast like ours. Thanks for joining, and we'll see you next time. (laughs) <laughs> is it an orgasm is it a cry
1: i'm still <laughs> laughing it wow cool guy got a table <laughs> what was we'll that no oh. someone have to write in to tell us what that was oh, wow cool guy got a table <laughs>